Your health matters now more than ever. Every pulse, every beat matters. And your heart is at the core of it all. Ladies, high blood pressure among Black adults in the United States is among the highest in the world. And for Black women, it's nearly 40% higher than white women in this country. Sis, we need you here today, tomorrow, and beyond. That's why the American Medical Association is collaborating with Essence to form a heart health squad. Together, the American Medical Association, the Association of Black Cardiologists, the American Medical Association Foundation, the American Heart Association, the Minority Health Institute, and the National Medical Association launch Release the Pressure, a campaign aimed at supporting Black women and their squads to stay strong and stay alive by monitoring and managing their blood pressure. Visit essence.com slash release the pressure to learn more and take the pledge to put your heart first. Murray and I'm Charlie Penn and you're listening to Yes Girl. Girl. This week's guest is Patty LaBelle. Corey, how you doing sweetie? I'm doing well. Are we singing? Why are we singing? Because it's Patty. No, we can never have the range. We can never, we have could never, never, never. I love that we talked to Patty LaBelle about never like the range. And, the queen of rain. And I knew that she knew that we didn't have it. And she oh was God. like, stop talking, children. I okay. mean, you know, stop trying to sing. True story, you guys. I had this grand plan. I was like, Corey, I can't help it. When she comes on, I'm going to have to sing on my own or something. Corey was like, don't do it. Remember, you, you were I was like, like, don't do don't, it. Don't this. Don't because do I really it. wanted to do it too, but I, knew, I know I can't sing. <laughs> Corey was like, I know you love Corey karaoke, sis. I yes, but just stop. And you know what, Corey? Thank you. I'm glad because you're right. I never thought about how offensive it may be to someone who can sing like like really sang that you butcher their song. Right I didn't share it with Miss Labelle, Miss Patty, on when we were talking with her. But I never forget she was on a BET gospel show. She was a judge, and everyone kept singing "Lady Marmalade." And the last person could not hold the note in Miss Patty's face. I was like, I will never want to see that face from Patty LaBelle. I never would want to. Oh, I think yeah, you're right. It's got to be a laugh for them. But I do realize there's such an elite group of, of singers and artists that have the range. But before we just get into all that, because we got a good backstory from Miss Patty. Yes, we talked we about from music to pies to backstories to all the tea. But before that, I have to say, Corey, I think we're, you and I, we're all feeling a bit lighter right now because so much of New York and New Jersey and, you know, our home is kind of reopening. Like, like the world feels like it's reopening a little bit. It's not going well everywhere, but it's going really well for us here so far um, because we, you know, we've done all the right things and we earned it, according to our governor. <laughs> like he said, we earned this. No, but I, you know, I think there's definitely like the summer's here, right? And there's a vibe. So what's the first thing you're going to do when outside opens? So I had a little bit of a, a cheat because I had to fly down to Fort Worth to take care of some family business. So 
in Fort Worth, they are pretty much like on phase three because I guess they didn't get as, as, as hit as hard as, you know, we did in New York and New Jersey. So I've already kind of been to a restaurant. I me and my her. mother just crossed our fingers. But for the love of chicken fried steak in Fort Worth, we did it. Um, Wait, so, so I had a little taste. What was it like? You just like masked up and went? We, we masked up. The, 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 the restaurant was socially distanced, so we were way off in a corner. Mm-hmm. Um, we washed our hands before we ate. We washed our hands and we left. And, you know, we said a prayer. Well, and, you know, a lot of people are out, are back out a bit. You know, I'm, it's really great to see people wearing their masks and, you know, doing all the sanitizer and everything, like, you know, which is a way of life now. But it's nice to see people out. We went to the park. Like, I was just so eager to, like, go sit in a park because all the parks here, everything's, like, closed. You know, like, just the simple act of, like, being new. I don't know how New York was, but in Jersey, says everything was, like, closed, closed, closed. You know, it was creepy, like a zombie movie. Well, the parks, well, for me, the playgrounds were closed in New York, but the park, like Prospect Park and Fort Greene Park in Brooklyn was open. And I, you know, I can't find, I'm just going to confess it. On Juneteenth, I was in Fort Greene Park for a little bit of a moment, but we socially distanced. And you were outside. We were outside. We had our mask on, but... When folks started like taking the mask off because there was a DJ and folks started like feeling it, we did move away right. because I, I don't know about you, but my throat felt like it was closing up. That I was, was like, it's, that was coming. It's coming. It's that coming. So we kind of moved off to the perimeter of the park. I, I do want to talk about this briefly. I think there is that weird guilt we're all feeling as we begin to try to get back to like normal and putting normal in air quotes. But I, I think we're feeling it, but I don't think anybody's doing anything wrong. Like the other day I was like walking and I was like, wait, we are allowed to do this. Like we're in phase one or two, you know, like, cause even my friend was saying like, I think here you can have up to 20 people, you know, like together. Remember like it was like nobody, nobody. And then it was like two and three, like we're up to 20 people. That's a cookout. That like, is a cookout. You can have a cookout. And there we were is. the hardest hit, right, yeah. up here. So if we've gotten to that point, I imagine many of you are feeling the outside air in a new way, out maybe at a mall, maybe at a restaurant. So welcome back outside, y'all, just for a little bit. Full summer. But I would like to know, please tell us using the hashtag Yes Girl Podcast. Let us know where, if you were, like, on lockdown, 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 where you were like, I am not going outside. And shout out to Sylvia O'Bell, who I bumped to on the street. I barely recognized her because, what you, got? you know, you realize like people got their sunglasses on, they got the mask. And I was like, <laughs> if you don't know somebody's forehead, you're done. Like you're done. And so, but uh, Sylvie was outside getting, having a, a nice little walk. And she said, yeah, it took her a minute to feel comfortable to come outside. But, uh, but she was out there. So shout out to Sylvia. I'll be honest. I don't know if I'm ready yet for a restaurant or like a large event. Or any, you know, like any kind of, but outdoor event even. But I know that I'll get there. But it's, it's, yeah, I think it's at your own pace. You know what I mean? Because if you don't feel comfortable, that's going to bubble up a whole bunch of other stuff, right? Like anxiety. And, you know, you don't want to be that person like freaking out at the mall. Because I saw it said New Jersey Mall. It's opening next week. And I was like, won't be going. That's just me. Yeah, like you don't have to do everything. Like you, like I'll admit, like when I was flying back from Texas, that airplane was packed. Wow. The airport was packed. Uh, it was a lot different. And I shout out to New York LaGuardia because they are like social distance. Like it's not, you know, for us to be a city of 8 million people, it wow. was not packed. But when I got to that 
Dallas Fort Worth airport. I was like, are y'all not in, did y'all not have what we had? Cause it, that airport it's was different. busy and that's, it did freak me out. And I realized, I mean, like, again, I had to go for business. I had to go for fam a family situation, but I was, after that, I was like, I don't need to be rushing to nobody's airport anytime soon because yeah. I'm, I'm not ready for that yet. I really wasn't ready. It's going to be, it's a big step for all of us. We went through a lot together. So I just want to take a moment to say, you know, I'm proud of every one of us. I'm proud of us. We went through something. We're kind of still going through something as, as people keep saying, the pandemic is not over. You know, we're, we're dipping our toe back in the water to see if we can go in the pool. I think that's kind of what we're doing as a people. But it is nice to feel a little bit of that summer joy that I kind of thought, Loki, for a minute, Corey, that we wouldn't get. Like when those headlines were, you know, like at their highest, I was like, are we going to be inside all summer? Well, I, mean, I guess you know? for me, I knew even when I was, I mean, as you everybody know, I went down to Florida for first part of the quarantine for the self-isolation. But even before I left, I was like, I can't stay in this house. I mean, I live in a two bedroom condo. Like I've got to get outside. There's just no physical way. Personally, me, I can stay in. But it was going to be a little sad to know that the parks and stuff were going to be potentially closed for the, for the summer. That was going to be a hard pill to swallow. Yeah. Last thing I will say, y'all got me out here ready to order a bike. All the I'm bikes saying, are gone, girl. All the bikes are gone, but I will find one on eBay or something. If y'all have a bike you want to loan me, holler. Yes, girl podcast. But I'm, I think I'm, I'm like, I want a bike because then I can be moving, get my exercise and kind of like, you know, really be outside, but that's that's definitely social distancing. Well, we've been um the last two last three weekends, we no, last two weekends we have done the city bikes. Oh nice. How's yeah, it been? It's been really good. And we've been um we take the Clorox wipe, so we wipe down the bike really good before we get on. But it's been really fun because you're right, it's a little bit different because we're used to walking everywhere, but to take a bike, it's it's kind of cute. Yeah. And you don't feel as stuffed, you know, like, you know, like you're stuffy, like we've been feeling, you know, you feel free, but you're alone. You're on your bike, but you're out. Right. Exactly. But, um, and speaking of being out, you know what I do miss about our, our, us being at work, Corey, is like fanning out over celebrities. And we talked to Patty about like what it was like for her to come in the office, you know, and how everybody treated her and just lost their minds. Um, who else would you fan out over, Corey? Like, I know you don't, it, does, it takes a lot for you to, like, I don't see Corey fangirling much. We did it for Raphael Sadiq. We did okay. it for Miss Patty. Who haven't you met that you would fangirl over? Because I'm not going to lie. Clearly, I would fangirl with Beyonce. And I'm not ashamed. Um, well, I've met Beyonce a few times, so I wouldn't, I wouldn't fangirl over her. Receipts. <laughs> but... I think for me still, and, and, and I'll be honest, although I have met her, um, but it was really brief. Uh, I think Sade, Ooh, I think I would, one. I think I would have to take a moment and just kind of stand to the side and just admire, be like, admire that. her. Yeah. I think I would, I don't know if I would have maybe like someone like a Stevie wonder. Ooh, that would be a good one. I just want to like high five Rihanna. You know what I mean? Like, I just think she's just so much fun. You know what I mean? Like, I, 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 I just stand for her lifestyle and the way she just, her attitude and carefree yeah. badassness. And I, I think I would stand for a night out with Rihanna. Like, to just drink and chill. Oh, yeah. That, that was, I mean, that would be epic. On. I mean, I thought you just meant, like, you just seeing someone briefly and you can't pull your shit together. I did, but I had to yeah. take it another level. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. That's a, that's a whole other conversation being like, oh, who could I not hang out with all night? No. 
I would, oh. I would, I'm like, I would probably stare at Rihanna. I'd just be like, that's her. That's really, although I have, I've been to maybe two diamond balls and I'm always shocked at how tall she's tall. Oh, really? Yeah, she's, she's, she's a tall, I mean, quote unquote tall for a girl, which is stupid. I know. So she gives stupid. me legs. Yeah. Yeah. But she is, um, cause I'm, I'm like five, five. She's probably like five, eight, five, nine. Mm. So I'm always, you know who else was tall? I saw Ooh. her. Um, Megan the Stallion. Oh, she's tall too. Statue S. Yeah. You know, yeah, okay, okay, like, last one. Idris Elba, right? I, I don't think I could. But you've met him. But you've met him and you've I wasn't cool though. Him. I was I was like freaking out inside. But I think it gets it just it it never goes like I met him once and it was like one of those like five minute like you get five questions, you know, at the junket. So and it was a bunch of people around, so I couldn't lose my mind. Um, and he was like five minutes, you know, they were like five minutes, but I would be respectful of Sabrina and, and my husband, G, <laughs> but I just want like a good fangirl moment with Idris, even despite his Juneteenth shirt. I think I, I like the Did you see how he pulled it down. He's like, the people have spoken. I love that he learned and grew. He, he, hey, there are plenty of things I have learned and, and, and like, I did not, I have to tell myself, I did not know that. Thank you for teaching me. Yeah. And now let's move on. And it was a lesson, I think, too, uh, for, uh, I know he's not the, he, a few other people recently got dragged for bad shirt choices. I think the lesson is, like, don't do it for the likes because, and think about <laughs> what, you, what you're showing, you know what I mean? Because everything witty ain't, ain't, right? You know what I mean? So, yeah. But that's another conversation. I'm sorry. Last thing, Corey, because, you know, we talked, we touched on so many things with Patty, but one of the things she talked about was she, that she never sees herself as the age that she is. Right. And I, that was like another moment we had with her that really spoke to me because it's how old your driver's license is and then how you see yourself. What age do you really consistently see yourself as, Corey? I think I'm still 28. I think I'm still 28. Now, and I will be, I'll confess because my birthday is the 28th. So I've always kind of, I've always circled around the number 28. I love seeing it. But I think that's, where I, I think I'm between 28 and 30 in my head. Yeah. I love that. Remember Patty said she feels 35. Yes. Which for her at her age, that's like, I don't ever feel like I grew up past like 25. And my spirit and my life, like I have to remind myself, I look at my life and sounds like, oh yeah, mm-hmm. you're, happy, you're, you're, you're growing up, but I don't feel it. My spirit. Let me tell you a little quick story. So because we've been self-isolating. And when I started daydreaming about when we were outside and having fun and, you know, you know, I, I miss a Miami twirl. Um, because even though I was in Florida, you couldn't twirl. Like I was basically in a courtyard. Right, no, it, yeah. But still like I missed, I missed being out and whatever. And I was daydreaming about being out and I happened to catch, and I was in my own world and I catch in a cup myself now at 47 <laughs> in the mirror with all my grays and I was just like oh my god if I went to a club right now people would be like whose mother is here like, I know like I, 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 I it was oh I had this I, I just as quickly as I was like in my head reminiscing about a great time I quickly was like do you know when I had that moment in forever 21 you know the clothing store yes 
I went to get like they have cute, you know, trendy items. They do. They do. Yeah, they really they have a do. Cute shirt. And, yeah, and I grabbed. I went and like they have a nice like curvy girl section, you know. And I popped into like this outlet mall and I went and I grabbed like a little skirt, little top, and I get in the line and I turn around and I look and there, everybody in line has got to be twelve one. Yeah. And I and I realized I was like, do they think I'm shopping for my daughter? Yes. They did. They did. And then I was like, am I young and fabulous or out of place? I didn't care. I rang it up, bagged it up, brought it home, and yes. it was cute. But it's funny because I know what you mean. But it's good to be young at heart, right? And It is because it keeps us, you know, when I, I mean, I'll be honest, and not to throw my mother out, out there, but I remember when she turned 40, I remember being like, you're so old. <laughs> Meanwhile, now you're like 40. Now I'm like, what? What? So that, you know, I think it is an attitude. I think it's it helps keep you young. Um, so even if your hair is graying in all kind of areas, um, it's what you're feeling in your heart. I think. Well, there's one thing I love about black women. We are like, you know, that guess your age game at the carnival. We rule. Like you'll never know. It's our business. We. Yep. It's just we look how we feel. We stay there. We're Wait, like vampires. Did you see, all right, before we get into this interview with Miss Patty, did you see the woman on Instagram who had, she was turning 50, and folks were so shocked at how young she looked that she had to go and put her license on uh-huh. Instagram? Mm-hmm. That's us. That is us. That's us. And I love it. It's beautiful. I love when no. it's like the mother and the daughter take the picture and you can't tell which one is like. In fact, Show us how fabulous you look. Send a picture. Hashtag Yes Girl Podcast. But tell us how old you are. But tell us how old you feel. Hashtag Yes Girl Podcast. Let's get into this interview with Miss Patty, who met our karma, by the way. I told everybody, like, karma got to meet Patty. Do you remember she asked to meet karma? Long story. But anyway, get into this interview with Patty LaBelle, y'all. We're all it is our extreme pleasure and an honor for us to introduce today's guest, Miss Patty LaBelle. Miss Patty. Oh gosh. Hi, everybody. Good Hi. morning. Good morning. Hi. It's Hello. morning time. How are you, Miss LaBelle? I won't complain. I'm so good. I'm really good. Thank you. Oh, oh my gosh. gosh. It uh-huh. is. Oh, okay. We can't say it enough, but you know, Charlie is going to run through the receipts. Do you know where receipts are? Okay. Do you know what the receipts are, though? Do you know no, that? No, I don't. No. It's but when gonna we wait to go time. through all the many, many reasons that you are iconic and we love you. That's what we do on our uh, show. We give all the love. Really? Well, uh, thank you. Let me know. Okay. <laughs> she is the godmother of soul. Hello? Yes. Her um, career has spanned over 50 years. 50. Yes. Has sold more than 50 million records worldwide. Okay. Has well, been inducted into the Grammy Hall of Fame. Yes. Apollo Legends <laughs> Hall yes. of Fame. Come on, yes. Hollywood Walk of Fame. Go see that oh. card. Go find it. Has mm. appeared on Broadway, in film, on television, mm. countless mm. times. Okay, we don't even want to start naming all the Broadway credits because we could go on forever and the TV credits. Different the TV world. credits. <laughs> Bella, you know, a Black Lady Sketch Show most recently, yes. which was yeah. iconic. He has written several books, okay? Launched cookbooks, cooking shows, giving us the best pies of our life. 
sweet potato pies, frozen soul food line, mother of five, creator of the most iconic songs we play over and over and over again. Over and over again. about thank you for all of that. Gosh, that's a lot. <laughs> How you feeling about their seats? I feel so good uh, hearing all of those wonderful things about me. Yes. I know people ask you all the time, but just go ahead and tell us, where's the fountain of youth? Can you draw us a map? It's in my genes. You know, my mom and dad, they were young looking before they passed. It's its a gene thing. Yeah, okay. it is. It's natural. Uh-huh. Yes. <laughs> I have to say, uh, Charlie um, and I remember this so well. I've been working at Essence for a very long time. And excuse uh-huh. the race car that just went by. It doesn't matter. <laughs> you might but, hear my dog or my baby, so. That's all right. Okay. <laughs> it's good. Uh-huh. Uh, but when you came out of the office last year, I've been there 20 years and I've never seen the entire staff come wow. out at once. at once. And I hope we didn't scare you when we surrounded you, but you were oh. so appreciative and so giving of that moment. And it was just a testament to who you are, how much we love you, how much oh. you've given us through the years. And that was such a beautiful moment when you visited our office. That really was one of the most beautiful moments of my life when everybody came out, you know, and Dollar Man, <laughs> I was having fun, you know, seeing him and talking about when he first saw me and at a, a book signing and his mother, and they had a, a store in Harlem. And I think I was maybe the first person that came into their store for a book signing and just so many memories and feel the energy and that building was phenomenal. I just felt so queenly. <laughs> I remember I was actually in a meeting with Michelle Evans. And uh-huh. we all look over and we were one of the first people to see you come in through the glass. And she looked at me and I looked at her. And even though we were talking to a client, I could tell she she was going to get up. Um, and we just yeah. got up. You're not going to pass we, up this patty moment. You oh, know, yeah. We were like, <laughs> um, apologies, excuse us. And then we just oh. ran out of the meeting. And it was just a testament to how beloved you truly are. And one of the things I wanted to ask you is, you know, you see different um, icons and legends like yourself. Some people talk about, you know, getting their roses, not getting their roses. But what does it feel like to be so legendary, but also be in a time where you can still feel that love and appreciate that? People have no problem telling you that they love you and thanking you for your work. I've been working for uh, 56 years on stage or something like that. How many? 51? 61 years? 61 years, yeah. 61 years. See, I don't know the time. I just go out and enjoy the, the love that I get from the audience. And so when you guys came out and gave me a I still said, my goodness, I'm still doing it and doing it well. And I appreciate all the love I get, really. And you're going to share your talents this week, right? You're co-hosting an event called PHL Love. Well, I'm singing uh, one song on this beautiful moment. Uh, Yes. I think it's four or five other artists, Philadelphia artists, and we're doing it. It airs uh, Thursday. Yes. I'm I'm recording today. Oh, wow. Yes. I didn't realize Daryl Hall. I see Daryl Hall, Questlove, Nazi Jeff. So many Philly people, Pink. Of course, Jill Scott, so many who I love, Jill, Jill, Jill. I love it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How has it been being at home during this, you know, this this time where everything is just stopped? 
you know, uh, God works in mysterious ways. I had, uh, I was tired because we were working so hard and my legs started bothering me a little bit. It's perfect now. And I said, God told me to rest, but it's mm -hmm. an awful way to be told to have to rest because the whole world is resting. And that's not, that's not good, but it makes you reflect and realize how spoiled you are as an American. It's like we buy four pair of shoes mm -hmm. when we only need one, just spoiled. And I've learned to appreciate the smaller things in life. And it's not the material things anymore. I'm really grounded. I'm really grounded. My uh, time at home is wonderful because I have a chance to walk my little shit too and to wait, my ear came out. Hold on. Say something, ladies. Can you hear us? Yeah, now. Okay. All right, there we go. Mm -hmm. Is it showing? No. Yeah, it's good. Okay, and so I've learned to stay at home because I don't, I'm not a person who likes to go out a lot anyway when I'm at home from touring. I come and I stay and I cook and I clean and I walk my little shih tzu and that's what I've been doing and ordering flowers on QVC like a crazy lady. <laughs> that's the only luxury that I want now. Uh, orchids and these beautiful day lilies that I ordered like 20 bunches of the plant outside and I'm good to go. I'm good. You're also cooking. Yeah, you're cooking. Huh? You're doing your daily cooking shows. Okay, on Instagram. Oh, oh yes, I have a lot more for, for you to see. I'll be doing a lot of those because why not film it? I cook every day. And I cook easy meals. So you can watch it on YouTube and say, Patty, do that in five or 10 minutes. It can be done, ladies. Do you cook? <laughs> and she bowed her head. Never mind. You know, I always learn. Now I am. I have learned so much in three months. I cannot tell oh. you. So I appreciate those easy recipes, and I sure I speak for a lot of women when I say that. I yeah. never had time to do anything but order takeout and microwave, and now I know what the grill pan is and this and the fast right. And buy food and, and uh, freeze it. Just buy a lot of good stuff. Freeze it. You know, because we don't know when we're not going to be able to get that good food. You know, so like the good meats or the fish or whatever. I um uh, I I'm appreciating my time at home, uh, but I'm praying to hurry up and get out of this house. Yeah. I know. What do you do when you get antsy and you just want to be out? Is that when you go walk your dog or that's when I, I, I walk the dog, I go around my house and go to the gate and watch neighbors walk or something, and then I join them with my dog. I don't join them, but yeah. we have a little airtime uh walking and when I get antsy, that's what I do. And I look at the flowers, the ones that are planted outside my house and add more and wash windows. Gosh, look under the beds or under anything where dust might be. <laughs> and it's not much because yeah. I have a great, great friend, uh, Edward, who helps me in the house. But I just do anything, anything inside the house, watch a lot of ID, the channel, the bad channel. <laughs> yes. and. Well, CNN when I can, because sometimes we we see things that we don't really want to look at. So it's on for a minute and then it's off. Sometimes yeah. the news needs a little bit of. We've been doing little breaks with the news. Yeah, we, you we have, have to. Time. Yes, you have to take a break from that idiot box, and it's just times that I have it on, and then I'll turn it off and find another item to cook. 
<laughs> yes. Well, Miss LaBelle, I have a, a story to tell you, um, which I love because um, I always, we always talk about different ways that we're introduced to music or artists and, and how we fall in love with them, right? So mm -hmm. um, I remember being um, a little girl and my dad would always get ready to play a Patti LaBelle song. But first he would say, I need you to understand no one has the range like Patti. Okay, Ooh. he invented the range. And then he would play it. And he would show me oh. all the different places your voice can go to this day. Really? Oh, yes. And that's so nice to hear. He loves it. And he, you know, and you know, now we have all these Instagram accounts devoted to who has the range, but no one oh, has it like you. So how do you oh, take gosh. care of that gift? How do you how do I, keep it so wonderful? How do I use my gift? And take care of and it. Take care of oh, it. I'm sorry. I I just don't smoke. Yeah. I don't drink hard liquor. I don't do reefer. I don't do nothing. I wake up in the morning at five o'clock. I can hit a high note. Yeah. You know, because I'm not going to damage this. This is what God gave me. And it's just a blessing that I have it. You know, my father was a singer uh, and I think I got it from him. But I just take care of it because it's precious. I was telling Charlie, I remember so many times you perform it down at Essence Fest and we'd have, you know, we, you know, we try to have, have artists that could speak to any generation, but the younger generation girls will come out and hooping and hollering and, you know, doing all these antics. And then you just come out and barely lift an arm and you've already hit your oh. notes. You've barely, hit a, <laughs> you barely sweat it. And I remember being my mom and she was like, that's a singer. Yeah. That's a, that's oh. a true, that's a true singer. Thank you. I, I never believed in props and dancers and my learning how to dance or anything to do steps. <laughs> Just come out. If God gives you that mic, use it. Yeah. You know, yeah. and don't abuse your spot on that stage. It's like a lot of times people are coming out singing, uh, with, what is that? Uh, lip singing and yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. That's a no no. Mm -hmm. That's a no no. I've just been blessed to have this voice and to hoping that I'm using it properly. Yeah, because yeah. I want to keep it for a long time. Your voice is a hug. It's a kiss. It's an embrace. <laughs> it's just, you know, it's all of those things. So, of course, it makes sense that, you know, you love it so much because it is it feels like love to people. It is love. Yeah. I tell you, when I make a person smile, when I'm on stage or a tear comes out and people who don't know each other at all, when they enter that room and end up holding hands or just talking to each other, that's a real gift. You know, for me to see that and, and what the music does to people, I I can't wait to do it again, girl. I can't wait to get a microphone and a stage. And I don't care how many people are out there, but I just want that microphone. But I want everybody to be safe still after this is over. You know, we still have to think about our safety. Yeah. But I'm curious, what is the backstory of that song? How did you and Michael McDonald get together for oh, this? Yeah. Like, can you share? Yeah. Yes, I was in, in Los Angeles recording with Richard. I can't remember the producer's name. He made me so angry in the studio because he would go out and take big breaks and go out with, uh, with Barbara Streisand and some of the Hollywood highlight people. And I would be waiting in the studio for maybe two hours and he would come back. He wanted to start recording. I said, are you ready? Now I gave him that black girl look, like, are you serious? Are you ready? So he said, yes. So then. I would start and he said, no, don't say own, say own. I said, what did you say on my own? I said, no, it's on my own. And he would 
thank me. And so then I said, forget about it, uh, Richard. I can't remember his name. I'm leaving. So I left, went back to the hotel. Uh, what's his name? Burt Bagarak, the writer of the song, he and Carol Barris there. He came to the studio and I had to come back to finish letting the producer know that I'm finished with the song. He said, well, Burt said, how would you like to do a duet? I said, I would love it as a duet because right now I'm not feeling it at all. He said, who would you like to sing it with? I said, I love Michael McDonald. So Michael was called and I did, I did stay with Burt Bacharach producing me, finished my part. And then Michael got, got the track and he finished his part. And then the first time we met was on Johnny Carson's show uh, because we did our videos in different places also. He was in Malibu, I was in Brooklyn Bridge. And the first time we sang together was on Johnny Carson's show and that's when we met. What a wonderful man. And he's still singing. So oh that's the story of that song. I was telling him, and I feel horrible saying this, but, uh, and God rest his soul, but when Kenny Rogers passed away, uh -huh. I did, I just saw his face and I saw the white hair and I thought, oh, Michael McDonald, you know, I, just, Michael. I thought oh, it was Michael McDonald and I fell out because oh, I was like, I no, <laughs> no way. No, <laughs> I love Kenny Rogers, but it wasn't Michael. Yeah. yeah no, thank God. Thank yeah. God. Thank you for that. I've, I've always wanted thank to know. I love a good that was a story. It could have been trashed, but um, Burt Bacharach saved the day. Well, what was your favorite song to record? So, you know, that one obviously has a great story Ooh. about it being But which one do you remember recording and in that moment being like, yes, this was this, this is the moment. Gosh, isn't that all fall camping? Wait a minute. Take your time. Oh, of course you are my friend. When I recorded that, I had a, a wonderful time in LA. And a lot of people sang background. It was Rosie Cassell, the tennis player. It was it was six other people that were known who did round and around and around. That was fun. That was really fun. And that's one of my favorite songs anyway. So I that was amazing. Huh? I love it. So what haven't you done that you still want to do? Because it feels like you've done everything, Miss LaBelle. Oh, no, What's no, left no. on your list? And it, are we correct? You're about to record another al uh, an album? You haven't recorded yes. it? It's in the works. Uh-huh. Yeah. Exciting. So I, uh, what have I not done that I want to do? Yeah. Because you've done it all. It feels like you really. I have done and I have not done it all. But at this moment, I can't think. The only thing that I try to do is speak to everybody and hope everybody will be speaking to each other and loving on each other and just giving somebody a little smile. Mm -hmm. uh, and I can't be the leader of that, but that's that's what I do. And I'm gonna continue to do it. So that's not something that I need to do. I've been doing it. Mm -hmm. I don't know, girls. I don't know. I well, really don't know, know when it comes to you because we look forward to it. You just touch so many things. Yes, yeah, you know, so I will let you know. You know, I, I, just had a, I just had a thought that going back to your LaBelle days, like you guys really were like a, a ground, like the footprint for Afrofuturism. Mm -hmm. Your outfits oh, yeah. and everything. Was that, what was the story behind those outfits and, and coming we out like We wanted to be a different type of girl group. Um, most black girl groups people aren't looking at or listening to, you know, we're just three black women. So we did say, okay, maybe if we change our look, and we went into the silver and the uh, me with whatever hair I had. And the costumes were totally like black but fierce. And 
once we got on stage, you know, to hear our story and our music, they had to look at us first and then something settled them down and they said, oh, wow, they're talking about the revolution. They're talking about things that black women might not be able to say or whatever. We were far advanced and Nona Hendricks, she's like a beast. Yeah. And, you know, of course, Sarah, and we had a manager at the time, Vicki Wickham. And so we would go to London and stay and record and make no money, but we, we were building LaBelle brand. And once we did it, I mean, Kiss and a few other groups wanted our space outfits and they went to our designer to get the, the LaBelle look. And what? we were the first black woman to play the Metropolitan Opera House with those crazy outfits and, and whatever we had on our heads. Oh my God, I love that, I, I love that, I remember this. At the time, uh, I think we all we were talking and they said, why don't we all, we all said, why don't we try to play the Metropolitan, Metropolitan Opera House? No black woman had done it. So I said, well, there's only one way to do it. We have to ask the promoter and see if he'll say yes or no. I was thinking yes. And so we asked Ron Delsner and he said, why not? That would be wonderful. So we asked and we got, we got that gig and it was a wear something silver night, LaBelle. Everybody came in with something silver on. I remember Debbie Allen was there, Cher was there, the cycle sluts. Some people had their behinds hanging out of their little, whatever they had on. <laughs> It was, I love awesome. it. it was wonderful you know and you ask a question you can get a yes or no and so we got a yes miss lavelle you've always been so fearless and just living and loving out loud where do you get your confidence it seems so natural yeah. for you to just be on stage or to talk to like us mm -hmm. or you know you just it seems effortless where does it come from it comes from the love of my son he has so much love for me and so he's so scared of my making mistakes and I love that and him telling me every day mom don't do that and I'll say oh yes I am and I fight him and he usually wins and he was right so having him for all of these years pushing me and and before he came into my life my mother was a great inspiration to me telling me that don't ever blow out someone's candle to make your shine brighter just yeah. good words of advice and and I, I stay grounded. I'm still so grounded because I don't go to Hollywood on people. I just, I don't feel that that's necessary. Right. And I, I get my strength from God. I know that. Amen. Know Amen. Amen. Yes. I'm blessed to be six, know, 76 Sunday to have everything so nice in my life, except for the deaths of my family and friends. But everything else has been so good for me. And I don't take anything for granted. Has there ever been a moment, I mean, from LaBelle to your solo career to acting, cooking, has there been a time where you were thinking, you ever doubted yourself or doubted what you, that next transition that you wanted to make, or you just always hit things like full throttle? No, there was a time when I thought I lost my voice, uh, maybe four years ago. Oh yeah. Oh my God. And I could not sing the way I wanted to sing. And my son would say to me, Ma, it's all in your mind. I said, no, it's not. This I know is true. So there was a time when I said, they're going to throw things at me when I get on that stage because I wasn't the patty that I was used to being. More that the audience were used to seeing as far as I was concerned. But, um, you know, it, it, that too shall pass and it did pass. And I'm like 100 now. But sometimes you lose what you have that 
that makes you famous or whatever. Yeah. And mine was not up to par at that time. So yeah, I've been through something. I remembered um, an old creative director uh, told me she was in her, I think she was in her late 50s, but mm-hmm. she said that she constantly sees herself at a certain age. And for her, she saw herself as 19 and it's only, and that's how she felt when she would walk down the street or whatever, or the uh-huh. thing sort of gravitated to. And it's only until she saw her reflection that she was like, oh yeah, I'm a 56 year old woman, you know? <laughs> so I, I give you that backstory to say, what age are you internally? I know you, you look uh, gorgeous think, for 76, but what, oh, soon to be 76. I, I think about 35. Fair. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. And it's um, a blessing that I feel that way. You know, I don't feel like an older lady yeah. and I am an older lady, but I don't feel that. I feel 35. All right. Yeah. I still wear my pumps, you know, yeah. I, I get out there and I, I just, I, I love to entertain and I love to be fierce looking. So I, I do that. You've yeah. also um, always been really, um, open and vulnerable about your own health journey and how you make sure that you take care of your health, you know, diabetes and really focusing on that. And now more than ever, I feel like Mm. as a community, we're going to make, we have to make sure that we are focused on preventing conditions like that. So what advice do you have for just living well? Oh my goodness. Well, I wrote a cookbook about eating better as a diabetic and I, and I cook like a diabetic. You know, I'll make something for you that's not for me, but I'll make sure I eat the good stuff. You know, and, and sometimes my diabetes is not right, you know, my A1C, but I work toward getting it better every day. And right now it's good. Mm-hmm. What has been the hardest thing you've had to let go of? And also I want to know, what do you cheat it with? Uh-huh. Or do you allow I, yourself I, to cheat? Oh, I, if the sugar goes a little low, I said, oh, a piece of cheesecake. Right, just a spoonful. Just a spoonful. You know, because if it's low, I can bring it up without the orange juice. I'll cheat mm-hmm. and have that little slice of cheesecake. It used to be chocolate ice cream, but I'm finished with that. Yeah, I don't I do that anymore. Chocolate ice cream. Oh, oh, give it up. I know. Right, you had to give it up. So I've been cheating when whenever the blood sugar is a little low, a little not so high, and then I can have a little bit of something. So it'd be the cheesecake. I'm curious, were you, when you got that diagnosis that you were diabetic, how, were you resistant to the idea, not to put my mother's business out there, but my mother was very like, oh, this can't be me. It can't be me. <laughs> right. Well, and, you know, and she had a chance to monitor, to um, maintain it through food, but now she has to take pills. What was your, um, what was your experience like when you? My experience when I was first diagnosed, I was on stage and fell out. Uh, we were doing a show in Albany. And so I just figured it was from traveling so much because we were touring a lot. And the doctor came out and said, you're a type two diabetic. I said, oh, like my mother, my aunt, my uncle, my mother lost her leg. My aunt lost her sight. My uncle lost his sight. And I said, okay, that means I have to stop it with the fried chicken and potato salad and the macaroni and cheese. So I curtailed it uh, for a bit. And I started out with taking medicine and insulin. And it's been about 25 years now as a diabetic. So I have to be really careful. And I have these great grandbabies when I take a little piece of cheesecake and they say to me, grandma, you're a diabetic. You can't have that. And then I might stop. <laughs> but it, it's not a cute situation being a diabetic, but I am. And I'm making the best of it. 
Yeah. You really, really, really are. And I'm glad that as a community, we're talking more and being more aware, you know, of oh. how we can still have what we want. Right. But, in moderation. Know, absolutely. In moderation. And I know that. I know that for sure now. Yes. Oh, my oh. gosh. We want to pivot just a little bit and ask you, go into your acting career for a second. What, how did you get on Different World? Who cast you? Oh, gosh. Like, what's that story? I think it was Debbie Allen who asked for me. Mm -hmm. And of course I said yes. And I was on uh, a different world with, uh, what's his, what was my baby's name? I called him, oh God. Kadeem? Yeah, well, I called him uh, Chipmunk, right. And I would, I would feed him the prune cobbler. You know, I said, it keeps you regular. So that was just a fun show period with um, all of the cast members. It was just a wonderful show. We were and talking. I, Go ahead. No, go ahead. No, I was going to say, as in, as we were prepping for this interview, we realized some of our younger producers really have only been introduced to you as an actress, really? you know, from a different world because they, uh -huh. you know, they were born in like '86, right? So Babies up with you on screen as opposed to hearing your hearing you sing. Right. Um, yeah. So we just wanted to talk to you about your acting career. Yeah, it, it's been fun. I mean, we did a Out All Night with Vivica and Mars Chestnut and Dwayne Martin, and that was a fun show. And I've been in pieces of other folks' shows, you yeah. know, but then I did Greenleaf, which was wonderful. I loved doing uh, that role as a pastor. <laughs> but it's been wonderful, the parts that I've had. And actually, there are a lot of parts coming, but this darn virus happened. <laughs> This is unexpected. Oh. I think none of us could have imagined, right? No. Uh -uh. Forcing us to slow down yeah. and That's think it. about what's next. That's it. Yeah, and this We're too shall pass. And we'll get through it. Are we ever going to get the Patti LaBelle movie? The Patti LaBelle biopic? I bet, I bet you are. <laughs> I, I can't tell you. I can't tell you, but I, why not? True, yeah. Right, why not? So um, God is good. Oh, yes. And you, you might see so that. That smile lets me know it's already in the works. Uh-huh. Look, we're yeah. waiting on a production date. <laughs> Girl, I hope. I hope so. But nothing's planned. Not yet. Not Okay. Miss okay. LaBelle, are, we ask everyone on the show in quarantine, how are they really pouring into themselves as Black women? Like, now that we have a little more time, in some cases, the time we prayed for, we didn't know we needed how are they taking care of themselves emotionally and just really pouring? Um, How are you doing it? I'm doing it by, like I said, loving on myself mm -hmm. a lot more now because I don't have anybody, you know, to, uh, to be close to me or anything. So I have to love me really well and appreciate my life of 76. The phone is ringing. Hold on. Hi. Okay. So listen, That's all right. so, I um uh, I'm loving myself. I'm living every day. I get up and I have a healthy breakfast. And like I said, I clean what I can because I love to clean. And I'm reflecting and realizing that I don't need as much as I have as far as material things, as I said before. And it's given me space to be free in the mind about what costume you're going to wear, <laughs> what pump are you going to buy, and what hairstyle you're going to have. I'm free to be me now. Mm. And, and holding myself close to myself. What is your go-to comfort food right now that you love to cook? 
and we want some. Yes. Uh, I love cooking Bronzino, you know, with the fresh garlic and, and uh, grapeseed oil. I love cooking pasta and I can't eat all of the pasta. So I have wheat pasta, uh, Italian sausage with it or meatballs and you name it. And I'm, I'm going to cook it probably today. Pepper steak and rice, uh, things that I haven't cooked in a long time. Oh, my stomach just growled. I know. I'm so hungry. <laughs> I heard it. You need my address, Ms. Ravel. You need my address. Yes, I need food it. in the mail because I mean, as I, a I can, I can, struggling, I'm basically still doing salt and pepper. So, Aww, you know. you're pitiful. <laughs> but there's room for you to grumble. You have all this time. So watch people's videos who's cooking. Learn how to cook for yourself. You'll see me loads of videos in your stories. You'll see me waving because um, I'm learning. Right. right. You will, you Thank will. You. But whenever we can get together, I'll make you some food and we can even hug. Oh, oh my God. God. Oh, Patty LaBelle hug, yes. yes. Oh, well, happy you birthday. Know. And thank, thank you, you so, so much. much for your time and for everything that you've done for the community and for the culture. We adore you. Thank you so much, thank ladies. You. And I really love you in essence. Essence, you've been in my life since you've been around. and. I love the way you love me. Thank, Thank you. you. That's right. And it's our 50th it's our anniversary. Oh, yeah. yeah. happy, happy 50th, ladies. <laughs> happy 50th. And then uh, a message. <laughs> Thank you. Thank oh. you. Thank you, ladies. Thank I'll you. see you when it's over. Yes, yes. promise. Absolutely. Yes. We'll get through this. <laughs> it's going to be a party. Right. It will be. A patty party. Okay. A patty party. <laughs> yes, a patty party. <laughs> Thank you. Thank right. you. Okay. Up next, more Yes Girl to come. I love Miss Patty. I want to be that vibrant and fabulous when I get in my 70s. You know, Charlie, to your point, that conversation with her has me thinking about what I need to do now to make sure I'm on her level at 76. Like, how am I taking care of myself? Like, can't, I can't be eating whatever and drinking whatever and not taking time for myself and expect to be patty fabulous later in life. So true, you know, wellness, that's been such a major thing for Essence lately with all that's going on in the world. But just because we know all the health issues, we know as Black women, we're prone to them and we have to fight. We have the time now to really dig into those things and build better habits. So I'm super glad we also got to speak with Dr. Patrice A. Harris, who was the first Black woman president of the American Medical Association. And she broke down wellness and health and things we can truly do as Black people to secure our health, all the things. So check out this awesome conversation with Dr. Harris, sponsored by the American Medical Association. And don't forget to take notes, you guys, we need them. How are you, love? Charlie Penn, you know, sometimes I just have to regather myself, you know? I know, I know. I We've know. all been going through such a, such a challenging time. But one of the things that's helped us, I think, all so much is having information, you know, and getting answers yes. to questions that we have surrounding coronavirus and the pandemic and also what we need to do as a community, yeah. right, to be healthier, together, right? And exactly. And I have to tell you, I'm really thrilled and excited to bring today's guest back um, because we've been working with her for a while here at Essence, and I've had the pleasure of having so many wonderful conversations with her. She is the first Black woman 
to be the president of the American Medical Association. Corey. What? Iconic. Dr. Patrice A. Harris. Dr. Patrice Harris, come on in. Hey. Hey, how are you both? It's so good to be with you. It's so oh my God, this is so good. I'm so glad you're here for our Ask an Expert segment. And you know what? In my little bit of Googling about you, uh, Dr. Harris, I see that you are the 174th president. I am. It is such an honor and a privilege uh, to be the president of the American Medical Association. You know, we say it's the nation's association speaking out on behalf of doctors, but ultimately so we can speak out on behalf of patients and the health of the nation. So it's just been a privilege and an honor uh, to be president of the AMA. And one thing I've always loved about you, Dr. Harris, and anyone who listens to you will feel that you keep it real. You have the information that you want to share, but you are also honest about how it relates to our community. So we have some questions for you today. Great, and I'm so glad to be here. And let me say something about keeping it real, because when I talk to young people, my best advice is for them to remain true to their authentic selves. And listen, that's not easy. That's something I've had to learn over the course of my personal and professional journey. But I, yes, we got to keep it real and be authentic. So Dr. Harris, right now, the American Medical Association is working with Essence on the Release the Pressure campaign to bring more awareness to heart health. But can you tell us more about that? And first of all, I love the name of it, so real. I love the name of it as well, Release the Pressure. It's important on so many levels, but the American Medical Association, along with the Coalition of National Physician Organizations and some heart health experts are working with Essence on a new campaign. And this campaign is really aimed at helping black women improve our heart health and make sure that our blood pressure is in control. Uh, certainly heart health is so important because over 50,000 black women die every year from cardiovascular disease. Wow. You know, Dr. Harris, wellness is such a buzzword right now and wellness awareness is at an all time high. And in light of everything that's happening in the world right now, what does wellness mean in terms of heart health? So, you know, of course, we are appropriately focused on the current COVID-19 pandemic. But in the midst of this pandemic, we cannot forget about wellness. So I define wellness pretty simply as the state of being in good health. And heart health is so critical to our overall health. And I think everyone knows where our heart is, um, but I think we should talk about the fact that the heart is connected to all the blood vessels in our body. And that system makes sure that our body gets the oxygen and the other nutrients we need to be healthy and to be well. And again, it's so important for African-American women to understand the importance of heart health because we die, over 50,000 of us die every year from cardiovascular disease. But in surveys, African-American women don't always put their heart health as an important part of their overall health. Dr. Harris, it's so heartbreaking to hear you say like 50,000, right? Because we're watching the COVID-19 death number and it's 90 and we're so afraid of that number. 
because we know that it's disproportionately affecting, you know, communities of color. But you're saying this, you know, we're black, we're losing black women at that rate annually just with heart disease alone. So even though we're all really distracted right now with COVID, can we talk about some of the other concerning indicators that we may need to be paying attention to in terms of our heart? Certainly. First of all, we need to understand the symptoms of a heart attack. Again, for many years, we focused mainly on men and heart disease and heart attacks. And I've even shared my own story as a physician. I was having chest pain one day, but because I just didn't associate a heart attack with a woman, and I was much younger than I am now, um, I didn't even think uh, that I could be having a heart attack. I thought, is this indigestion? Did I pull a muscle? So we really have to be educated on the symptoms. And yes, African-American women, women in general can experience heart attacks. And often it's chest pain, but women often experience different symptoms. We have nausea, we have vomiting, we have pain radiating down our arm or in our neck. So we really need to make sure that women are educated about the symptoms of a heart attack. And certainly women should not hesitate to call 911 like I did um, when they are experiencing these symptoms. Thank you for sharing that. You know, um, you, you sharing that you also make me think of the many times and Charlie, I know you've heard it when people, when you hear uh, black women say, my pressure up, are you making my pressure go up? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's almost like a, it could be used as a joke or a throwaway phrase, but it's, it's very serious. And how should, you know, for those people who are already living with a chronic disease or who may already have experienced a heart attack or stroke, how should their wellness habits different from someone who is seemingly healthy? I'm going to answer that, but first I want to actually um, elevate the point that you just made about how we talk, you know, in, in our everyday language and someone's making my pressure go up. And oftentimes I think we're mainly talking about stress levels. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we certainly have to make a difference between, and it's okay to say that, absolutely, right? Um, but we have to make sure that we are also uh, knowing and appreciating the importance of our blood pressure numbers, making sure they are within acceptable limits, checking our blood pressure at home, making sure that when we go to the doctor, uh, we know our numbers. So again, I think it's important that we, it's okay that we say that, uh, but we really need to also make sure we are clear about blood pressure and the importance of knowing our numbers. And so, you know, Listen, wellness habits are for us all. Certainly that is moving, increasing our activity. Again, you don't have to have an expensive gym membership. Just walking helps. We need to do our best uh, to eat healthy, nutritious foods. And that doesn't mean we have to be perfect, um, but certainly increase the number of vegetables in our diet, decreasing the number of fats. Again, Knowing our numbers, very important. And by the way, not just your blood pressure number, but your blood sugar level. Uh, you know, we, we talk about, we got the sugar. The but sugar. We make, right, right, sugar. <laughs> but we have to make sure that our glucose numbers are um, appropriate. We also need to know our family history of heart disease. We sometimes don't know 
the medical history of our family. And so we have to talk about that as well. And I do want to note that, yes, if you already have diabetes or already uh, have heart disease, you should definitely check with your physician. Actually, all of us should um, before embarking on an exercise regimen, but it will be more important uh, for those who already have heart disease to talk with their doctor and then adapt. doesn't mean you can't do it. You may have to adapt it and you absolutely should uh, do some of these things that we know reduce our risk for heart attack. Now, Dr. Harris, we know that we can acknowledge rather that there is racial bias oftentimes in healthcare and it continues to persist in our communities. Um, and now more than ever, it's crucial for us to really be advocates for our own health. Um, so when is it a good time to push and really seek for a second or even a third opinion? Because we hear so often these stories in the headlines where black women were, you know, turned away or left the hospital or, you know, were uh, released and had heart attacks and passed away. Um, how could we be better advocates and when should we get a second opinion? So listen, COVID-19 has really amplified the conversation around health inequities right now. I believe, I know that everyone on this call was already aware mm -hmm. of these health inequities, but now everyone is talking about it. And what we will have to do, and I know the folks on the call, and I'm asking everyone uh, to make a commitment after we get through or as we get through and are thinking about uh, the next phase, what do we do after COVID-19? We are all going to have to make a commitment to continuing the conversation about health inequities. And we know that bias and discrimination and longstanding structural racism has impacted the health of communities of color, particularly Blacks in this country. And so here's the advice that I always give. Who best knows our body, right? We do. And so if something doesn't feel right, if it feels like you aren't being heard or you aren't being listened to, first of all, I want everyone to make sure that um, when they develop their relationship with their physician, they're comfortable with that relationship and they're comfortable that they are being heard, okay? So that's the first step. And the second step, though, is if they get to a point where they aren't being heard, they aren't being listened to, then they should seek out a second opinion, no doubt. Dr. Harris, it's been such a pleasure talking with you, but what can we do next? I mean, where can we get this information about heart health? Great question. Everyone can go to essence.com backslash release the pressure to take the pledge and commit to their heart health. Thank you so much, Dr. Harris, for all of this incredible information and for making sure that we all work together to keep our hearts healthy. We really all need to live well now more than ever. You know, I so appreciate the opportunity to make sure that our community in particular has credible information there's so much misinformation and disinformation out there. And so thank you again for this wonderful opportunity. And I look so forward uh, to continuing the partnership between AMA and Essence. As do we. Thank you so much, Dr. Harris. Thank you, Dr. Harris. Thank you. Special thanks to our lovely guests, Ms. Patty LaBelle and Dr. Patrice Harris. Be sure to listen and subscribe to other great episodes of 
Yes, girl. Such as our conversations with Rafael Sadiq, Kelly Rowland, Regina King, and Fantasia. You can check out our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Our Heart Radio, and Google Play. And while you're there, be sure to rate us and review us. See you next week. Bye.